2 Timothy chapter number 3, 2 Timothy uh, chapter number 3, and uh, I, don't, I, do, I am going to stay right here because when you hear how many points I have to get through the night, you'll understand that I'm not going to be moving that much, um, but uh, second, I just sucked the whole air out of the room. Did you feel that when I said how many points I have? This whole spirit just went, oh, just like that. Um, well, I, I would just... Maybe you don't like the Bible as much as I like the Bible. I don't know. We'll see. Second uh, Timothy chapter number three. Um, I have a thought um, that I want to give to you, and we're going to use the Bible to uh, uh, document a lot of things tonight, if you will, or give us a checklist. Um, we need to use the Word of God to help us in our life. We need to depend on the Bible. I hope the Bible to you is not just something that you carry to church with you three times a week. I hope it's what you start your day with. I hope it's what you use throughout the day. I hope uh, you put scripture to memory. I hope that you establish principles in your life that you refer back to when God uses a verse of scripture to help you. I hope you mark it. I hope you, you refer back to it because there's times in your life when you got to have, you may, you're looking for answers and there's no answer seemingly, but you have a promise. Uh, sometimes those promises are better than an answer, and we hang on to those promises. And uh, I want to share, we're going to focus, we're going to read some scripture, then we're going to focus in on the word. And then we're going to look at several places in the Bible where, where God speaks about this word, and hopefully it will encourage us uh, to do what one, one of the things that Paul admonishes Timothy uh, to, to do. Now, I'll just go ahead and, and just let you know to give some context to the Bible study tonight. Usually, uh, if you've been here more than once, you, usually my outlines are, are pretty simple. You know, there's going to be four points because we know God speaks in four points. That's just the way there is to it. Um, tonight, I have 11 points that, so when I pray, you can slip out if you'd like. Um, I'm going to move quickly through them. Um, I have a, a it's, these are notes from my personal Bible study uh, that has turned into a book that will go to print here soon, but I want to give you a portion of it. You're probably saying, well, Pastor, you don't have to teach us the whole book tonight. No, it's just a portion, uh, something, there's a word that I have found in my life that I can hold on to. And when I don't have an answer, I can hold on to this word. When I don't necessarily know what the, do I need to change it, I hang on to this word. So first of all, look with me at chapter number 3, verse number 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, I've taught a lot from this passage of Scripture over the last couple of years. Now, this know that in the last days perilous times shall come. The Bible tells us in the last days perilous times are going to come. Over the last couple of years, we've seen Christians like, Pastor, Pastor, what's going on? Are you seeing, oh, can you believe what's going on? It's, these are perilous times. Like, yeah, God told us perilous times would come. We keep reading, verse 2, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. This is a key verse. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I've made the argument many times, and I make it in the book I reference, that this list is referring to what I believe is inside the church, not outside the church. And, and it, I believe that these are the religious I liken the contemporary crowd, the emerging church crowd. They have a form, but they, they deny the power thereof. Um, th these are troubling things. 
Uh, we live in a world today, we look and we say, well, I thought they believed something. Or I thought they believed like I believe. Or I'm surprised that they don't believe uh, what the Bible says. Those are perilous times. <clears throat> I'm not taking the time, but if you keep reading, it's a list there that is one uh, that he goes on to continue talking to men of uh, reprobate concerning the faith. Um, verse number 11, he talks about his persecutions, his afflictions. You know, I remember when I, when I surrendered to preach, no, I, nobody was telling me when I was six years of age, hey, persecutions and afflictions, look forward to that. I, was, I, had no, I just knew God called me to preach. Going to Bible college, preparing for the ministry. When, as soon as I get out of here, the world's going to get saved as soon as I graduate. Didn't you know that? I think, I think every preacher about has that mindset many times. Uh, but the, with the ministry, there's persecutions. With the Christian life, afflictions. Verse 13. Well, verse 12. If Paul hasn't discouraged you yet, wait till verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Um, here's a question we ask. Why are Christians being persecuted? Well, if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. This world crucified Jesus. Jesus told us it would treat us worse than it even treated him. Uh, crucified Jesus. Verse 13, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Too many times, Christians use their environment as an excuse to quit. They use circumstances as an excuse to quit. They use disappointment as an excuse to quit. They use somebody else's compromise as an excuse to quit. Paul lays out some pretty heavy, straightforward things for the young preacher Timothy. As he lays all of that out, there's those that are they're going to say they're godly, but they deny the power thereof. And this is not a list that he lists that you and I want to be included in. And all of these things are going to take place. And so many times we see things like this and we're like, well, that's just it. That's just, it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to do. But what does he say in verse 14? But in spite of what I've just told you, Timothy, in spite of everything, if the Bible says it, it's true. Well, pastor, I haven't seen it happen yet. It will happen. It's true. If God says it, it's going to take place. He says, but in spite of all these things, these perilous times, notice that next word, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He tells Timothy, in spite of all of these things, you continue. You continue in, in what way? He spells it out. In the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Even though perilous times shall come, that Bible hasn't changed, Timothy. Even though there are some who become reprobate concerning the faith, that Bible has not changed. Even though there are some that are going to disappoint you, those scriptures have not changed. Paul has not changed. Your godly mother has not changed. In spite of all that, continue. This evening, I, as soon as I pray, I'm going to jump into these 11 uh, points I have this, this evening. And I've given us a title, Continuing in Faithfulness. Continuing in Faithfulness. Listen to me before I pray. You might not ever know the answer to why something has happened in your life, but you can still continue. 
You might not understand the actions of others, but you can still continue. I don't like what's happening in my, in my nation. So the solution is to quit? The solution is to compromise? No, I can still continue. Life can throw me disappointments. I can still continue. And Christian, no matter who you are, where you're at in life, and I hope the young people listen, everybody listen, you may say, well, Pastor, everything's going great and wonderful. I've got no disappointments in life. Well, just hang on. Uh, life will bring it to you. And when it does, I want you to remember the Bible study tonight. Continue. Continue. Continue in faithfulness. It takes faithfulness to continue. I'm thankful in my upbringing. I was taught, you don't ever quit. You don't ever quit. Especially when it comes to the things of God, you don't ever quit. Well, it's not popular. What's that have to do with continuing? It's not easy. What's that have to do with continuing? Well, Pastor, my health is gone. That has nothing to do with whether or not we should continue. Paul says, in spite of all this, Timothy, continue. Tonight, I want us to continue in faithfulness. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, thank you for your word and how we can depend on you. We can depend on it. We can build our lives around it. We can build our homes around it. <clears throat> Father, even in the, uh, the most dire circumstances and even in the darkest hours, uh, may this word just be one that we hold to. Uh, may we, we continue for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a habit of marking in your Bible, I would encourage you to circle that word continue in verse number 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Um, I may not be able to uh, do what others can do, but I can continue. I may not be able to uh, accomplish uh, what others can accomplish, but I can continue. It may not always be done pretty, but you know what? I can continue. I may not always have days where I'm optimistic and, boy, isn't, isn't, isn't life good, but I can still continue. And, friend, I think there's something we need to be reminded of. If you are still continuing, you're still winning. You're still, you're still in the fight. Uh, you're still pressing forward. So I didn't get as far today as I wanted to get, but you got somewhere, didn't you? Well, I, I, Pastor, I didn't get anywhere. I, I, the only thing I accomplished was getting out of bed. Well, you got out of bed. Uh, we continue, and I don't want you to underemphasize, and I don't want you to miss the importance of that. And I want us to see what the Bible says about continuing. Well, how do I continue? I've heard you say that word continue tonight already, Pastor. We've been in here not too long. I've heard you say it 172 times. Now, I get it. I should continue. Now, tell me how to continue. I'm glad you asked because I have 11 ways, 11 areas uh, where we can continue in faithfulness. The Christian life is not as much about what happens to us, but how we respond to life, how we respond to those things around you. I'm not responsible for the, the, what this world does. I'm responsible for what I do, and am I obeying the commands that God has given me? And that's what you and I need to focus on. So let me give you very quickly, some of these I'll move very, very quickly through. Some of these I'll give you a reference, and I'm not going to wait for you to get there so you can jot it down. A few of these I'll have you turn to the reference so we can look at them all uh, together. Uh, but let's go through these, and if I get stuck on one and time gets away from us, then, then I'll just pick up at a, at, a, at a later time, meaning two minutes after I get bogged down. But number one. Continue to love the brethren. 
The Bible instructs us as Christians to continue in, in many areas. Number one is to continue to love the brethren. Hebrews 13.1, you can write this reference down. Let brotherly love continue. Do you, you know what I've discovered? I, I've grown up in church. You know, my, my, I, was, I was a preacher's kid. I've been in church my whole life, been in the ministry. You know what I've discovered about some of the brethren? They're not easy to love. Quite frankly, they're hard to love. But if I'm to continue, Paul writes to Timothy, here's what you should do when all these things break down, when all these things take place, here's what you do. You let brotherly love continue. You continue to love the brethren. Say, well, they hate me. What does that have to do with me loving the brethren? Well, they wrong me. What does that have to do? Well, I got offended down the church. Let brotherly love continue. They don't love like they should. How about your love? Love is supposed to be unconditional. Most of us as Christians, let's be honest, we love like, 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 like an eight-year-old girl. If you'll be my friend, I'll be your friend. But if you're not going to be my friend, then I'm not going to be your friend. That's not the love of Christ. You know you're going to get that reference in a Bible study, did you? Let brotherly love continue. How do I continue? I can continue to love the brother. Number two, continue to pray. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Prayer challenges us. Truth of the matter is, this is one area that every one of us in here, if we're honest, we would say, if there's an area of my life that's weak, it's probably my prayer life. I don't care how much you pray. Uh, all of us can pray more. Um. I'll confess to you, there's, you know, I have my prayer time, and there are times when I, I, I am just, I am dialed in, I'm locked in, I've gotten the right amount of sleep, I've had the right amount of coffee, about a pot and a half, I mean, I'm ready to go, I, I mean, I'm good, I'm good, ready to go, and I'm just laser focused, and before you know it, it's like, oh, wow, my, where's the time gone, and, but there are times when I'm like thinking of everything, except what I should be thinking of, you know, pastor, I, you're my pastor, I can't believe that, yeah, Let's talk about your mind, too, where it goes. Um, it's, just, it's, it's true of all of us. What do we do when everything else around us go, goes to pieces? We continue to pray. We haven't got an answer yet. Well, we continue to pray. Continue in prayer. Uh, prayer should challenge us. Prayer changes us. Uh, what do we say, Pastor, there, somebody disappointed me. What should I do? Continue to pray. Well, life hasn't turned out how I thought it would be. Well, don't let your prayer life go. Don't give up your prayer life. Continue in prayer. You know, we, if we, we as Christians, everybody with me tonight? If we prayed as much as we complained, something might get accomplished. If we prayed as much as we verbalized the complaints in our life, we might... Get something accomplished. Continue to pray. Number three. I know what you're thinking, Pastor. You're going to have to move quicker to get through these. Continue walking in God's love. Continue walking in God's love. John 15, verse 9. John 15, verse 9. As the Father hath loved me. Go ahead and turn this. I want you to mark this in your Bible. John 15, verse 9. Number three is continue walking in God's love. John 15, and verse 9. I'll give you a second to... Get there. This is a verse you ought to have underlined in your Bible, marked in your Bible. As the Father hath loved me, 
so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. There is a truth you and I should, should never get away from. And it's the most simple, basic truth. God loves us. I cannot explain to you why God would love us other than the fact that he does. God loves us. Notice what the Bible says. If the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Well, Pastor, I just don't know if I can continue on. Continue ye in my love. If the world falls apart tomorrow, what does it have to do with God loving you? You say, well, well I, I'm just, I, just, I just don't like him. I'm going to do this night. You can't, you can't make God stop loving me. Well, Pastor, if things didn't work out, God still loves you. I know, but that don't make me feel better. It should make you feel better. Continue ye in God's love. If I have to walk a path alone, I'm walking in God's love. I say, you know, I was just asking you how many how many days have you lived? But you know, that's kind of a would be here a while talking about some of you counting those days up. But let's just say if you're if you're here and you're seventy years young, for seventy years you've never lived a day when God hasn't loved you. Matter of fact, before you were ever in your mother's womb, God loved you. Before there was ever a planet here, God loved you. You know, some days if we would think about how much God loves us, we, we might be able to put one foot in front of the other. We might be able to continue. He says, but continue the things that thou hast learned. You know what this Bible's taught me? It's taught me that God loves me. It's taught me that I can go forward and I can continue in God's love. Number four. Here's a good one. Continue in God's word. John 8, 31. Then said Jesus to those disciples which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Now, if you, if you think back to my teaching on the emerging church a few years ago, and you know, I, I, did, a, I did a lesson on um, a Christ follower or disciple of Christ, and there are many who, who just say, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm a follower of Christ, I'm a follower of Christ. Well, you know, if, if you're a disciple of his, you don't have to tell people, they know. And I explained everything, what they mean by that, but what I'm trying to say is this, we're supposed to be faithful to God's word. The more faithful I am to God's word, Jesus says, you're a disciple of mine. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's hard to say you love God if you don't keep his commandments. But this verse of scripture reminds us in John 8, 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. You know what you're supposed to do? No matter what takes place in this world, you're supposed to continue in his word. Continue in his word. Did you read your Bible today? Did you read your Bible yesterday? Pastor, you, 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 I love the way you teach the Bible. You give us so much truth, it'll last us all. No, 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 no. You should continue in his word. Well, I don't know what, I've had this, I've said it to myself in my own, in my own life, and I've, I've heard so many people say it to me. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Sometimes the only counsel that I can give is say, just get your Bible out. What should I read? 
Really, you can read anything, but maybe you start with this passage, this passage, this passage. You need to read your Bible. You know, sometimes I do when I'm dealing with life and things that take place in my life and in ministry. I've, I take a Bible. Usually, it's the one that I, I, have to, I have to start a new Bible about every year and a half because of all the notes in it. I'll, I'll, I'll take a, my Bible, and I'll just, I'll just start reading the notes in the margins. Because I do that as I'm reading and God speaks to me. I'll highlight and I'll write something in the margin. It reminds me of what God spoke to me when I was reading that in my Bible reading time. And it reminds me of what he said to me in this verse right over here. Well, we've got to continue in God's word. You say, I don't know if I can move forward. Are you continuing in the word of God? You'll get your answer from the word of God. Continue in God's word. Number five, continue in the truth of the gospel. Galatians 2, 5, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Continue in the truth of the gospel. Paul warned the church in Galatia of those impressed with their teachings, but were who leading some away from the gospel's truth. It, it bothers me that we, among Christians today, we want to show everybody how smart we are, how much we know the Bible. You know what this world needs? The world doesn't need to know how smart you are, how smart I am. It needs the truth of the gospel truth of God's word, the simplicity of salvation. I'm so thankful God didn't make it hard, aren't you? I'm so thankful God made it for a child to understand. Is that childlike faith? Continue in the church, truth of the gospel. We as a church, we must continue in the truth of the gospel. Uh, so the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Number six, I'm almost halfway there. Aren't you proud? Continue in the faith. Acts 14, 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. That we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Colossians 1.23. Go ahead and turn there. Colossians 1.23. Look at Colossians If ye, Colossians 1.23, if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled. Paul spoke much about the faith. It was the faith that he kept to the end of his life. You remember Paul's last words? I have finished my course. I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I have kept the faith. Now I want to remind you that there is the faith. There's only one faith. The faith, the book of Jude talks about the faith once delivered unto the saints. There all of a sudden, what in this millennial generation or these generations come out and say, oh, we reject all that. God said, oh, I got to send another faith now. No, it's one, one faith once delivered. It's the same faith that Paul, this is the same faith I have. That's why I have so much confidence in it. It's the same faith as the faith. You know what we're supposed to continue in? In the faith. It's a testimony to so many who have been faithful for so long to hold to the faith and never change and never compromise and never give it up. There's a lot of pressure to do, so, do that. You think of the context of our text tonight, 2 Timothy 3. Perilous times shall come. And as I've already mentioned, I believe 
all Paul is referencing to all of the religious, all of those that these things that you find inside of because today in these in, in many of these quote unquote churches, you find them inside the church. And it's perfectly acceptable, it's perfectly okay. Those are perilous times. And in spite of all of that, he says you continue in the, in the, and the Bible talks about continuing in the faith. Well, it's just not, I've had people say to me, but pastor, it's just not popular. That has nothing to do with what's right. Nothing to do with what's right. Uh, I still believe this old black book. It's still the word of God. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Uh, it, is, it is settled, and we ought to keep the faith, continue in the faith. Uh, we must remain faithful. Hey, don't underestimate your faithfulness to God's, the things of God, what it does. Certainly, that pleases God, but you don't know what it does. It's the salt. It's the light in this world. Keep the faith. You know, I have a lot of contemporaries who are, who are straying and going different ways and, and allowing different things. You say, does that discourage you? If I allowed it to, it would, but the faith's never discouraged me. The faith's never wronged me. Well, would I just stick to what that is true? Now, and remember the context tonight, continue. Well, Pastor, things have changed, and things are changing, and, and I have things around me that I don't understand. I have things that I don't have any control over. What do I do? Paul said, continue. And here, what do I continue in? Continue in the faith. The Bible didn't let you down. Let me just say right here, there, is, there are a generation of rebels that go out, and they hit the Internet, and they do all these things, and, 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 and my, that independent Baptist church, that did this to me, and my parents did this to me. The Bible didn't let anybody down. God hasn't let anybody down. God hasn't hurt anybody. Don't slander my God. Don't slander my salvation. Don't slander my faith. People aren't perfect. That's certainly true. But there's nothing wrong with the faith. Nothing wrong with it. What, am I, what, do you, what, what should I do? Continue. Pastor, have you seen the way things have changed in this world? It's been hard not to. What are we going to do? Continue in the faith? We're going to continue in the faith. Number seven. Continue in witnessing. Acts 26, 22, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Next time you feel like super Christian, just think about the Apostle Paul. Listen to this testimony that we just read, Acts 26, 22. He gives, certainly, he gives glory to God, having therefore obtained help of God. I continue unto this day witnessing to those small and great. Paul, who was thrown in jail for doing what? Preaching the gospel. Paul, who was beaten for doing what? Preaching the gospel. Paul, 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 who eventually would lose his life for what? Preaching the gospel. What are you saying? I continue to witness. Uh, they, 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 they pulled me out of the religious places and threw me in jail, but guess who I'm witnessing to now? I'm, I'm witnessing through the jail bars to the person in the next cell. I'm witnessing to the guards who are guarding me. I'm witnessing to anybody that I can. If anybody had an excuse, humanly speaking, to get a little discouraged, I think it would be the Apostle Paul. I know, I know somebody slammed the door on you when you asked them to come to church. And that can be discouraging. I'm not minimizing that. 
but until they come out with a cat of nine tails and chase you around the block, we're probably not in the same category as the Apostle Paul. Uh, but what does he say he does is that, well, I'm just continuing witnessing. And I bring all of these, these studies out, and they're not all from, from, from uh, the hand of the Apostle Paul, but many of them are. Because when he tells Timothy to continue in the things which he has learned, Paul references says, you, you, my ministry has been fully known. You've known everything about my life and ministry. Timothy could think of these the times when he has continued. He has continued. And quite frankly, as parents, one day our children are going to need an admonishment. You need to continue. But it's kind of hard to say that if we didn't continue in tough times. We're going to need to, hey, you, your children are going to need to follow the pastor's counsel one day. It's going to be hard for you to tell them to if you didn't follow their counsel, the counsel. Uh, they're going to need this Bible. They're going to need the people around them. You must continue. And it comes to witnessing. What do we do, Pastor? Things are different. We continue witnessing. And that's what we should do in our daily life, uh, witnessing to those that God put in our path. Number eight, continue in God's grace. Acts thirteen forty three. Now when the congregation was broken up, Many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. You know, what has taken place here, if you look at the context of this passage of Scripture, Paul and Barnabas, they're having great success in ministry. People are getting saved. It says there's proselytes. There's those that they have won from their religion. And then every time that happened, you, re you read in, in different passages, there were certain Jews that came and stirred the people up. Uh, there were groups that came and stirred the people up so that everybody had to be dispersed. And notice the challenge that Paul and Barnabas gave them. Continue in the grace of God. You don't have to raise your hand because I know the answer for everybody in here. Who has a temper? Some of you, even though I said don't raise your hand, you're like, yep, right here. And if you're like, I don't have a temper, who has a, who has a problem telling the truth? Oh, see. We, we, all have, well, we all have a temper, don't we? Are there things that can make you mad? Oh, Pastor, I'm so easygoing. Oh, I, I believe in, in easygoing people, but there isn't a lot. I'm a very easygoing person, but... Don't touch my tacos, okay? Uh, we, we all have a line that we, we all get. I, I don't like it when people are mistreated. I don't like it at all. But you know what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to continue in the grace of God. There's a lot of bitter Christians in this world, a lot of bitter preachers in this world because of the actions of other people that were wrong. They were wrong. They didn't continue in the grace of God. There have been those who've withheld grace from even me. Can you believe that? What's my responsibility? To extend grace at every opportunity I have. It's easy to tote that King James Bible and say, hey man, every time we preach against the alcohol crowd, but this is living, this is right now where we live. How am I supposed to continue in those perilous times? How am I supposed to continue? When, when circumstances around me are things I can't control, continue in the 
grace of God. Now, I'll be the first to admit to you, I'm not perfect in these areas, but I certainly want to continue. How do I continue? I want to continue in the grace of God. You can extend grace. You can be gracious. Well, I had to correct them. Okay, you know, can you imagine if Jesus had, if Jesus had lived that way, he wouldn't have been perfect. But Jesus could have corrected everybody. He, I mean, and he did correct many of times, but he didn't do it out of emotion. He didn't do it out of flying off the handle, or I just had to set them straight. Those when he was blaspheming him, saying, come down, thou, you know, the Son of God, come down. He was the Son of God, couldn't come down. He didn't have to do that to correct them. But by God's grace, he continued and paid our sin debt. Uh, it's the grace of God. You want me to move on from that one? All right, I'll park there a little bit longer. No, number nine, continue in God's goodness. Romans eleven twenty two. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness. If thou continue in His goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. That's Romans eleven twenty two. You know God's been good to you. God's been good to all of us. Let's just continue in God's goodness. You know, I don't deserve salvation, do you? You know what? If, if everything that I know and love is taken from me tonight, when the sun comes up in the morning, God's still going to be good. You know, if everything I know and love is taken from me tonight, when the sun comes up in the morning, I'll still be saved. I still have streets of gold to look forward to. I still have an eternity with my Savior to look forward to. I'll never spend a moment in the devil's hell. Wait, nobody can take that from me. The devil himself can't take that from me. The enemies of God can't take that from me. And no, I don't like going through trials, and I don't like seeing things that take place around us, and I don't like seeing the, the changes in our world, but God says it's going to happen as it was in the days of Noah. It's the same way it's going to be when the coming of the Son of Man and His return. It's not going to get better and better. It's going to get worse and worse. I don't like it. What am I going to do? I'm going to continue in God's goodness. I want to enjoy. I've said this many times. I'm looking forward to heaven. I'm looking forward to, forward to uh, being, uh, enjoying my salvation and eternity. But I don't want to wait to heaven to enjoy being saved. I, I, I've just decided on this side of eternity I can enjoy being saved too. But you know, Pastor, there's tribulations and there's disappointments. I'm still saved. I'm still on my way to heaven. I'm never going to give an account of my sin debt. I'm just going to enjoy continuing the goodness of God. All of us can testify to the goodness of God. Continuing God's goodness. Number 10. Continuing sound doctrine. We look at 1 Timothy 4, 16, if you still have, you have your Bible close to uh, 2 Timothy. We've looked at this passage at other times. 1 Timothy 4, 16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and then that hear me. I want to make this point. I, I believe we're doctrine, we are doctrine where we're supposed to be according to the word of God. I guess it's always been this way. I can't really reference it because I've only lived in one time period. But there is a de-emphasization on doctrine. 
And not all independent Baptists are right on doctrine just because they're an independent Baptist. Well, that's what this is a place I've always gone, or that's a place I've always known. But the doctrine's changed. And by the way, um, the music that comes in churches needs to be doctrinally sound as well. The books you read need to be doctrinally sound as well. That's why I don't read those, and I, I don't advocate anybody reading those books, you know, the left behind and all of that. I ain't being left behind. When that trumpet sounds, I'm out of here. If you're left behind, it's too late. Uh, that's not doctrinally right. I won't say, Pastor, it's harmless. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Doctrine's a big, doctrine is the main deal. And we ought to hold to doctrine. Well, they had, you know, all these different programs. And, I, and I, I'm not against programs. I'm not against activity. The most important thing we have is our doctrine. And if we don't have the time and energy for all of that, we ought to be learning the doctrine. We need to be passed. And that's why there's a lot of churches now that they're up in years and they don't have a generation that comes behind them. It's because they, they, were, they, 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 they played with, with, with cartoon characters and ate glue in children's church. I don't know if they really did that, but that just popped in my head. I'm not 100% yet, folks, so bear with me. They don't teach them the Bible. They have, have them out. We're having a pizza party on Wednesday night Bible study for all of the teens. What else are you doing? Just having a pizza party. We want them to know that church is fun, and they're not being taught doctrine. I'm thankful that I... You realize that our Sunday school lessons we have in here as, as an adult class are the same Sunday school lessons that our children are, t- are taught. It's always, it's always interesting when you, you recruit a new teacher for the, the children. And it's like, well, what lesson? Well, here you go. It's like, how do I break that down and make that teachable? I'm praying for you, sister. Go ahead. You can do it. Um, well, because I want our, ch- our children to pick up more than you think. And I want, I, we need to be doctrinally sound. We should never um, de-emphasize doctrine. Um, if there's there's if there if there, if there's fellowship, it ought to be it'll be it ought to be around doctrine. If there are people that I like that I will not fellowship with, because our doctrine is different, I want to guard myself. Uh, we, we we there are books that I will not recommend. Say, well, this is good, but I know they have a book that's doctrinally unsound, and I don't want I, and I don't want to be the one that connects somebody to the bad doctrine. Uh, we must hold to doctrine. Um, and I could give you a whole list of um, scripture on doctrine, but you'll have to just read the book. Number 11, last one. You ready for it? Continue in knowledge. 2 Timothy three fourteen and 15. Back to where we started. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. That from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We must continue in the things we have learned and been assured of. But it follows knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Uh, We have to continue in what we've been taught. I, I don't have time. I don't have much time left. You to really spend a lot of time on this other than to say if you're taught truth and in this church you are taught truth 
who talk truth in, 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 in another Bible-believing church. You never have a justification for leaving truth. Never. You, you hold the truth. Well, th- this person did something wrong, or this person was wrong. What does that have to do with truth? You continue in the truth. That knowledge, you gain knowledge by the scriptures, the things that you were taught. Um, Paul was telling Timothy to also trust those who had taught them. Let me just speak to the young people, and I think even the young adults can benefit from this as well. Um, You have parents who make an effort to teach you the Word of God and put you under the teaching of the Word of God. You can can trust your church-going mom and dad more than you can trust some third cousin's twice removed who is is a Google expert on Bible doctrine. Um, You can trust your Sunday school teachers. Uh, You can trust your pastor. Um, Well, I I was watching this YouTube channel, and they're not your pastor. You know, they haven't, I I, I know that, well, I like their posts, so I know that we're friends now. You know, they haven't labored over you in prayer. You know, they, 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 haven't, they haven't been distressed in the burden in the middle of the night when God's impressed upon them. I promise you, they're just thinking of you as a click so they can charge more for the ads that they're posting. What I'm saying is, is we, ought to, we need to stick with the Word of God, and there is a pattern. And we are commanded to continue. Friend, do not quit. Don't quit. I don't know if anybody in here is even thinking about it, but if you are, don't think about it anymore. You have to continue. You have to keep going. Maybe this is the furthest thing from your mind tonight. Well, here's a little list of reminder to, for the reason why we must continue and how we continue. Uh, <coughs> I can continue. I don't ever want to be a stumbling block for somebody else because I quit. Well, it's just going to affect me. That's not true. And even if it does, just if it did just affect you, Jesus died on that cross for you. Jesus gave you good, gave you life, gave you opportunity. You got to live, live your life for Him. Well, I, I'm not, I understand, Pastor. You can't quit. You're the pastor. Because if you quit, then others will quit. I'm just a nursery worker. Well, you can't quit either. Well, I, I just, nobody even knows that, nobody even knows whether I'm there or not. That's not true. As some of you have found out. Oh, there's a text from Pastor. Where were you? Or you get 14. It's easier just to. If you're new in the church, it's easier to text somebody and say, I'm not going to be there because I'm sick, than receive the 42 texts you're going to get after you're missed. Uh, the point I'm making is, say, well, nobody knows if I'm even there. That's not true. But even if, even if no human person knew that you were there or not, God does. God knows. Continue. Continue. I read something many, 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 many years ago. I don't even remember where I where I. I read it, but there's, there's two things the devil cannot overcome. He can't overcome the blood of Jesus Christ. 
He's powerless against the blood of Christ. How many of you are saved through the blood of Christ tonight? There's nothing the devil can do about it. He can pitch a fit. He can scream. All he can do is try and make your life miserable, make you quit. But there ain't nothing he can do about your salvation. Nothing. That's one thing. The second thing he can't deal with is a Christian that just won't quit. How frustrated do you think that the devil was with Job? Well, I've taken everything that God said I could take from him. I can't take his life because I've taken everything else from him. And Job didn't do it perfectly, but he did it, the Bible says, a lot more perfect than you and I would have done it. Anybody that day, but he never quit. He never quit. Why would you quit in an ash heap? You know the story of Job. He lost everything. His body's breaking out in bulls. He's in the ash heap. That's where I've seen a lot of Christians quit, right there in the ash heap. Why would you quit in the ash heap? I don't like being in the ash heap, but I at least want to try and get out of it. That's going to be the story. No, we must continue, continue. In the last day, perilous times shall come. I can make the argument to you that they're here. So what are we supposed to, what are we supposed to do? Just keep doing what we're doing. Just continue. Father, help us to continue by your grace.